Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Lamid Aleph. Today's Gemara has been dedicated Le'ilun Nishmat Hayim Ben Sarah, Victor Shem Tov. Uh, that uh, passed away an untimely death. Tihi zichro baruch. This was dedicated by his family. Tihi nishmatot seruram b'tzor hayim. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilu nishmat hacham baruch Rafael ben Miriam. Today's daf is also being studied. Le'ilu nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tanihem began Eden. Amen. Amen. We are going to start on Lamid Amud Bet on the bottom line. Let's just review where we're holding up until this point. We learned in Al Mishnah regarding a Kohen that wants to set his Eruv up before Shabbat in a cemetery. So the Gemara of the Mishnah actually said that the Yehuda held it is okay. The she'ilah is, how can it be okay? Halakha says that it has to be accessible to get to the Iruv. And we know a Kohen is not allowed to go into a Bet Kemarot, he cannot metameh himself. So therefore the Gemara taught us a rule of Ohel Zaruk. Meaning if he covers himself and puts himself in a box, and they carry the box into the cemetery, so the box is called an oil zaruk, a movable oil, and it interposes in front of the tumah, and therefore it saves him, and therefore he can access the eruv. And uh, uh, Rabbanan, the rabbis of the Mishnah that argue, and say that you can't put the eruv in the cemetery if you're a Kohen, they will hold why? Because oil zaruk is not considered an oil. And therefore it does not interpose from the Tumah. And therefore the Quran has no way to get to his Ayruv. And therefore it is not viable. Now it should be pointed out that she tells us on the bottom that both the Rabbi Huda that's lenient and the Akhirin that are stringent are going with the opinion of Sumchus. What was Sumchus's opinion in the Mishnah? He held that the Ayruv has to be viable for the person who set it up. It's not enough to say that since somebody else can go into the cemetery, it's okay. Sumkas was of the opinion that said, the one that sets the Eruv, he has to be able to, to get it, and it has to be edible food to him. That's why he was the one that said by Nazir, that a Nazir can use Ya'in only because he has a way to break the Nadir of the Nazirut. So you see, he holds, for example, the Yisrael was not allowed to make an Eruv out of Terumah, because there's no way that he Israel can eat Tiruma. So therefore, these opinions are following Shitat Sumchus. So comes the Gemaran says now, we learned in a Braita, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda taught Me'arevin la Kohen Tahor, Betruma Tehora, Bakever. Which means you're allowed to make an Iruv. For a Kohen that is Tahor, you're allowed to take Tiruma Tehora, and you can place it on a kever in a uh, in a cemetery. Rashi points out the Kolsheken Behodin, which means all the more so you could do it with Hodin uh, food. I'm reading the top Rashi. Deina me mitamu 
because even if it becomes Tameh by Chulin, Hazuleh, which means by Chulin, it doesn't matter if it becomes Tameh. You're allowed to eat Chulin if it becomes Tameh. The Hidush is telling you over here that even Terumat Tehorah, it is permissible to put it in the uh, cemetery. Now, the question is, once you put the Terumat in the cemetery, it's going to become Temeah. So even if you can get the Kohen into the cemetery with the oil Zaruk, the food is Temeah. And according to the Biyuda, he holds like Sumchus that says it has to be edible and viable to the person. So therefore, how is he going to put Terumat Torah in a cemetery and still be considered a good Eruv? So the Gemara is going to give us a certain way to get around that. So the Gemara says, Hechi azil teva umigdal. How are you going to go in with a sheda teva umigdal? Fine. That only answers how the Kohen can get to it. But, once it rested on the grave, itmala. It becomes Tameah. So it doesn't matter if he can get in. So comes the Gemara and says, Bishelo Hukshira. We're talking about fruit that was not prepared for Tumah. We learned several times that in order for something to receive Tumah, it has to be prepared. How does something become prepared? As the Gemara says, Hukshad. It has to have come in contact with one of the seven Mashkim. For example, one of the Mashkim is water. If water was placed on the fruit, now that fruit can receive Tumah. But if it was never wet with one of the seven beverages, so then it cannot receive Tumah. So therefore, even if you put it on the grave, and the grave emanates Tumah, it will not be Good, so we figured out a way. So the Gemara says, or another option, Or let's say it was bread that was kneaded with fruit juice. Halakha says that fruit juice is not one of the liquids that is makshir for Tumas. So even, even if it did come in contact with the liquid, it came in contact with fruit juice, and therefore it not has, does not have the ability to receive Tumah. So the Gemara says, wait, Vehechi Maitila. How is the Kohen going to get it? I Meaning he's in the Sheda Tevao Migdal. He's got to stick his hand out. Once he sticks his hand out over the airspace of the Kever, so automatically the Kohen is going to become... Tameh, and now once he's Tameh, and he touches the Tirumah, he makes the Tirumah Tameh as well. And therefore, if he becomes an Ava Tumah, and now the, the Tirumah becomes a Rishon, so he still can't get it. So the Gemara says, Bifshute keli de lo mekable Tumah. Gemara says, no. He'll use a type of wood, a flat piece of wood, that does not have a bet kibul. Halakha says that normally if you were used, let's say, a regular keli. Let's say he had a regular receptacle. Now he's going to scoop up the tiruma. Once he puts the keli over the kever, the keli is going to become tamer from the kever. It's going to make the tiruma temeah in turn. So the Gemara says, no, you're not going to use a keli. You'll use what's called pishute keli aitz. Meaning use a flat board of wood. A flat board is not considered a keli. It doesn't have a 
bit kibul, it doesn't have a receptacle. So therefore, you'll take the flat board, and you'll go and you'll scoop up, so to speak, the uh, tirumah that was not mukhshar, and therefore no tumah, the wood cannot become tameh, because it's not a keli, and the tirumah is not tameh, because it was not mukhshar, the kohen is not tameh, because he's in a shedat tameh migdal, so we have a way. So the Gemara says, Ve'ha kama'ahil. The Gemara says, no, you still have another problem. You're right, it's not considered a keli le'inyan tum'ah inside of it, but since it's a flat board, and it has, let's say, the area of a tefah, or the circumference of a tefah, when it, uh, it, 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 it roofs over the ohel, over the kevin, it becomes tum'ah, even a pishute keli'etz. As an ohel, it makes an ohel. So the tum'ah is going to metameh, and now it's going to... Metameh, the uh, tirumah that's on it, and uh, you have a problem. So the Gemara says, Demaitila, the awal ashon is ahore, but Rashi's text is ahuda. Ahuda literally means the point. Meaning, if let's say you have an area of that flat board that is not, let's say, does not have, is very narrow, it's less than a when it comes to a very narrow point, that area is not considered oil. Which means, to consider it oil, it has to have at least a surface of a, uh, a tefah, an area of a tefah, but by the point of it, if it comes to a point which is very narrow, which doesn't even have the shirt of a tefah, and you picked it up, with that, and that's the part that was mahil, that part does not convey to ma. Rashi's Lashon, if you want to read it, it is in the big Rashi, actually it's no, Demaitile, you see Achore, we have a Zion uh, next to that, Masorita Shas tells us, Sarikh Lomar, Ahude, Ahude means the point, Dekhli She'en Behudo Tefah, because by the point it doesn't have the shoot of a tefah, lav oil, it's not considered mm-hmm. an oil. So then we figured out a way for the Yehuda to get the tirumah out of the Beta Kibarot in order to uh, make the Iruv viable. So the Gemara now asks the question, <laughs> Why then did the rabbis argue on Rabbi Yehuda, which means now we're giving you a uh, a way to get the uh, to get the uh, tiruma. Now you're going to ask me, what do you mean they can't get in there? Because we learned the rabbis hold oil zaruk is not considered an oil, and all the rabbis going to make them tameh. No, that was said in the Mishnah that Rishonim point out. In the Mishnah, we were talking about it was in a cemetery. And a cemetery, there's no way you can go in without becoming Tamir. This case is talking, it's on an individual grave. So therefore, there's no issue over here. You don't even need, in all, you can actually get to the cavity. You don't have to go over different graves. In a cemetery, you're right. Hachamim are going to say, you have a problem because there's no way the queen can get in. Here that it's on an individual grave, that's not the problem. And if he's using a pishutek, it's... And he's scooping it up on the narrow part that's not considered oil. Why then did the why did the rabbis argue on the Biuda? Because this bright is only in the name of the Biuda, mm. implying that the rabbis argue on. Why should they argue on him? There is a way for the Kohen to get the Teruma, and therefore the Ayru should be good according to them. Mm. So comes the Gemara and says Kasavre Asur Liknot Bayit Bisure Hana'a. Have a new issue here. You're benefiting from something that is forbidden to have hana'af from. A K 
kever is isur hanaa. You're not allowed to have any derive any pleasure or benefit from a grave. And therefore, Rabbanan say, forget about the Tumah issue. You're right, you can figure out ways to get Shayruv out. But you're deriving Hana'a from the Kevin. Meaning you're, you're, you're benefiting by getting a kosher Shayruv by what? Placing it on the Kevin. You're not allowed to have Hana'a from the Kevin. Therefore, the Ayruv is no good. Uh, a separate uh, separate issue. So comes again what An says. Let's read Rashi. Asur not bayit bi You're not allowed to kone shivita. That's what it means, bayit. You cannot kone residency on sunnah isur bahana'a. Bekever. Rashi. Veha hana'ahi. What's the hana'ah? The mishtare beli mefakun satum. Because now we can carry outside the tum. Vechol tashmisha met asurim bahana'ah. Any usage of the met is forbidden. We learn from Sanhedrin, It says when Miriam died, It says by the word, by which is another law, the word Sham as well, that therefore, what do we say? Just like is Asur Bahana'a, so too, the met, like Vatamot Sham Miriam, is also Asur Bahana'a. Rashi says, Va'afilu Yisrael Nameh. Which is according to Hachamim, not only a Kohen putting his Tirumah in the cemetery be forbidden, even a regular Israel, which doesn't matter who you are now, bottom line, you, anybody is not allowed to put their Eruv uh, in the cemetery. So why did the Brayta choose a case of a Kohen? To teach you the Hindus of Rabbi Yehuda, that Rabbi Yehuda is matir even a Kohen. Because he holds that there's a way to get it without becoming Tameh. The only issue is why Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold it as Dean of not being allowed to benefit from... Uh, from a uh, from a met from a kever, so the Gemara says, "Michlal the Rabbi Yehuda Savar Mutar." Do you mean to tell me that Rabbi Yehuda, who says that you're allowed to put the eruv on the kever, he holds that it's mutar to have hanaa from a kever? The Gemara says, "No, kasavar mitzvot lavli hanot nitanu." He says that first of all. The only reason or the only way you could put an Eruv up is if you're doing it for the purpose of a mitzvah. Which means you need to get out of the tomb in order to go perform a mitzvah. Yeah. So therefore, since the whole reason you're doing the Eruv is for a mitzvah, so where's your benefit? Your benefit is in a mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Rav Yudah holds of the opinion, mitzvot lavli hanot nitanu. That's not considered a hana'ah. When we say you cannot benefit from a kibbutz, it means a regular hana'a, a regular pleasure. But the fact that you're benefiting now, that you can go out of the home to do it, you're right, you're benefiting. That's not considered the hana'a that is asur. So therefore, that's why the Buddha allows to place the iruv on the kibbutz. Mm-hmm. Comes the Gemara and says, mitzvot lav lehanot nitanu lema ketanae Ravan Masekhet Rosh Hashanah told us that you can use a shofar from a Qurban Ola. Qurban Ola is sanctified. You can't have an hour from a Qurban Ola. But he says if you take off one of its horns, you can use it for a shofar. Why? Because mitzvot lavli hanot nitanu. Comes out now according to this Gemara that that's indeed a mahlokit. Rava was only going according to one opinion. Because obviously the rabbis hold that 
We don't say mitzvot lav lehanot We say that mitzvot is also considered a hana because they don't allow you to put it in the cemetery. So it comes out when Rava said that you're allowed to use the shofar from a korban ola, it's only according to one opinion. And that's what the Kabbalah said. Do you mean to tell me Rava in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, when he said that you can't use a shofar, uh, or you can use a shofar of an ola, it was only going according to the opinion that says, mitzvot lavli anot nitana, but the rabbis will argue. Amal lecha Rava, Rava says, wait. Isavar lehu de'en me'arvin ela lidvar mitzvah. Well, it depends how you're going to learn the law of Eruv. If you say that the only way you can make an Eruv for for an Eruv is for a Dvar Mitzvah, only to go out of the Eruv for a purpose of a Mitzvah, then everybody will hold it's permissible to put it on the grave, because everybody holds Mitzvot. So what's the argument by Eruv then? You know what the argument of Eruv is? More sabar en marvin el dvar mitzvah, or more sabar marvin afil dvar harishut. Which is Rabbah defines the machlokin. Everybody holds mitzvot lav lehanot nitan. And therefore, everybody would agree if you're doing it for a mitzvah, you could put the Eruv on the kever. So then, why do the rabbis say you can't? Because they hold that you can make an Eruv even for a non mitzvah. I mean, even if you want to go on personal business, I mean, you want to go personal stuff, that already you could make an Erufu also on Shabbat. And therefore, that's considered anai mitzvot not nitanu. But regular walking, that will be considered and therefore, that's why you can't put the Eruv on the Kebir according to Hakamim, because you're allowed to go for even Sorech Hol, Sorech Reshut. So everybody holds mitzvot lavliyanot nitanu. Again, everybody holds mitzvot lavliyanot nitanu. And therefore, everybody will hold a shofar of an ola mutar to use. Because you're using it for the mitzvah. So what's the mahlukat by erubin? The mahlukat by eruv is, for what purpose do you set up an eruv? Hachamim will hold, you can set up an eruv for any purpose. Ben dvar mitzvah, ben dvar reshut. Therefore, you can't put it in the kever. Because if you're going to set up for the Vada shoot, that's already considered Ana'a. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Mu'dah says you can only set up the Eruv for the Mitzvah. So you never have a problem to put it on the cave. Because Mitzvot, Lavliyanot, Nitan. Comes the Kabbalah and says, Elahad Amar of Yosef. Yeah, but what about Av Yosef's statement? Av Yosef said, En me'arvin ela lidvar mitzvah. He said, you only can make an Eruv for Dvar Mitzvah. Lema ketanei amra lishmahte. Are you saying that that statement of Av Yosef is now also subject to a mahluk ketanaim? Because the Mu'dah will say, only for Dvar Mitzvah, and the Hakamim are going to tell you, Ben the Dvar Mitzvah, Ben the Dvar Mitzvah, comes out of Yosef, made his statement only according to one opinion. Amar Lechar of Yosef, so Yosef says, no, Dekule Alma en Me'arvin ela Lidvar Mitzvah, U Dekule Alma Mitzvah Tlav Lehanot Titanu. He tells you, listen, everybody agrees you can only make an Eru for Mitzvah. And everybody holds Mitzvah Tlav Lehanot Titanu. So the question is, so what's the machloket? Why then the rabbis don't allow you to put it on the kever? This is the machloket. Mor sabar, kevan de kanale eruv, lo ni hale de mintera. Umor sabar, ni hale de mintera, di itstarich achile. The machloket is like this. When does the eruv kick in? The eruv kicks in ben ashemashot on Friday. Meaning once the Eruv is there, and it's uh, functional, going into Shabbat, so long as it's there during the Ben Hashem period, it doesn't matter what happens to it afterwards. 
It's got to be there and edible and usable and accessible. Now the question is like this. Does a person want to protect that Eruv after it becomes functional? Does he want to retrieve it after Shabbat? So that's going to be the Mahlokat. The Biyuda says once the Eruv works, he doesn't care what happens to it. So he's not deriving any pleasure from the fact that the grave is protecting his Eruv. Which means now no longer it's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is only a benashim ashot when the Eruv becomes kashir. Once the Eruv comes kashir, you don't need it anymore. The question is, well, what's the guy's attitude? Does he want to come back after Shabbat to pick up his Eruv to eat it? Rabbi Yudha says, once your Eruv is uh, kosher and allows you to carry, you don't care that it's being protected, you don't care anymore about it. Therefore, you're not receiving Hana'ah. Whereas the rabbis say, no, you want that Eruv after Shabbat, you're going to come back so you can eat it. And therefore, what do you, comes out what's happening. The Kevin is protecting your Eruv for personal pleasure. That already is not a mitzvah. And therefore, that's why the rabbis hold you only do for dvar mitzvah and eruv. And the rabbis hold mitzvah, now they are not nitanu, but you can't put it on the kever for the moment after ben Hashem Ashot. Because right after ben Hashem you still want it. And therefore, the kever is serving as a protector to your eruv so you can achieve it after Shabbat. And that already is considered a hana'ah, which is not a mitzvah, therefore they are also. So that is the bottom line mahluk between. Hakamim and Rabbi Yehuda comes the Mishnah. Me'arvin bidmai. The Mishnah discusses different items that you can use for Eruv. The first item is demai. Demai we learned many times. In the olden days they were obligated, even today, they were obligated to give tirumot and ma'asrot. Those were the different uh, entitlements that belonged to the Kohen and to the Levi. Let's just review the entitlements. The Kohen gets 2%, that's Terumah, Teremeah. Teremeah is 2 over 100, which is 150th. That's the mediocre shoot. If a guy wants to be generous, he can give 140th. And if a guy is a Kamsam, he gives 160th. That's all from the rabbis. From the Torah, all you have to give is one wheat to the Kohen. Menat Torah, hita achat poteret etakri. Hachemim came along and gave 150th Ayin Yafa, I'm sorry, Ayin Benunit, 140th Ayin Yafa, and 160th Ayin Ra'a. Then you have to give an additional 10% to the Levi. That's called Maaser Rishon. The Levi takes from Maaser Rishon what he got, and he has to give 10% of that to the Kohen. That's either called Terumat Maaser or Maaser Mina Maaser. Now, the uh, the Ameha Aritz were suspected in not giving their Maasir. And therefore, the Tirumot and Maasrot. And therefore, when you bought fruit from a Amaharis, you really weren't sure if he gave it or not. So the Hakamim called that fruit Demai. Demai stands for Damai. What is this? You don't know what it is. Did he give it or he didn't give it? Now even though Hakamim say Rov The majority of Ameha Aris do give them Ma'asrot But Hakamim said If you buy it from an Ameha Aris You can't eat it until you give 
the Terumot and Mahasun. You have to, you have to give, you have to assume he didn't give it. Mm-hmm. So the Hadush and the Mishnah is Me'arvin Bidmai. That even though you have Demai, you can still use it for the Ayruf. And the Gemara will tell us how is that possible. Ube Ma'asir Rishon, Shinitela Terumato. Ma'asir Rishon, where the Tiruma was taken. Meaning, the Nevi got his Ma'asir Rishon, and he gave his Ma'asir, Mena Ma'asir, or his Tirumat Ma'asir, to the Kohen. Now, you can use that food for Ayruf. The Gemara will tell us, Peshitta, of course, why not? It's, it's all, it's taxed, it's all kosher food. Furthermore, we learned that during certain years of the Shemitah cycle, the first, the second, the fourth, and the fifth, the way you remember that is Aveda, in those years you have to give Ma'asir Sheni. You give uh, an additional 10%, you have to take the food to Shalayim and eat it. In the event that you can't take the food to Shalayim, you redeem it on a coin, and then you take that money up to Shalayim and you spend it on food. So therefore, the Mishnah says, Uma'asir Sheni, Shinifdu, meaning you redeemed it on a coin, and with that coin now you bought food, that food can be used for an Aruf. Or for that matter, Hekdesh. Hekdesh is again, you consecrated certain property for the Beit HaMikdash, and now you want to redeem it onto money and take the money up to Yerushalayim. So therefore the, uh, and the, the, the Mishnah is going to tell us that you can take, not the uh, Hekdesh, because Hekdesh obviously giving to the Beit HaMikdash, but you could, the money that you used to redeem it, you can go buy now uh, food and use it for, a, uh, for an Eruv. So comes the Gemara and says... That Kohanim behala, Kohanim are able to use hala as eruv. What does hala mean? We know that one of the entitlements that belongs to the Kohen is that when you have a piece of dough and you need it, you have to give a portion of it to the Kohen. That portion is called hala. Now, obviously, it's pashut since the Kohen is allowed to eat hala. Hala is like teruma, just like we learned in the last mishnah. You can give teruma. If he's a Kohen, he can eat it. So to Hala would be the same deen. Abal lo betevel. Now these are the items you can't use for Eruv. Tevel. Tevel is guaranteed fruits that Terumot and Ma'asrot were definitely not given. Velo be Ma'asir Rishon shelon nitla Terumato. Or Ma'asir Rishon where the Levi did not give Terumat Ma'asir. Velo be Ma'asir Shni Begdesh shelon nifdu. Nor can you use it on Ma'asir Shni and Egdesh that were not redeemed. Now, uh, obviously, that goes without uh, saying. Ma'asir Shni, you can't use it for the Eruv. You got to take it up to Yerushalayim. Or Egdesh is still considered Kodesh. So the Mishnah will be explained by the Gemara. Now the Gemara starts. Demai. We said demai, hala hazele. What do you mean he can't eat demai? So how could you tell me he could use it for his eruv? A regular person cannot eat it. Gemara says, migu diibaim mafkar lehul ani Rabbis allowed anim to eat demai. Since, like I told you, Rov so the rabbis were lean when it came to the Anin. Since every person has the potential to make himself an Ani, how? He can uh, make all his property of care. So therefore, Hashtanamir, now, even though he didn't do it, Hazile, which is just like we learned in the case of the Mishnah, by the case of Nazir. We said, a Nazir that uses wine, 
Is the Eruf an Eruf? Yes. Why? Since he can absolve himself from the Nizirut, even though he doesn't. But since he can, it's okay. So the same thing over here. Since he can make himself an Ani, therefore the Demai becomes permissible even if he doesn't. How do we know this? Ditnan ma'chilim et ha'aniim demai. You can feed the ha'aniim demai ve'et achsanya demai. Achsanya, the soldiers that are going uh, to war, they go to the city, right? Now they have to eat. So they would be hosted by the different residents of the city. Mm-hmm. So the Allah says they're like Aniim. A soldier during the time of war, he doesn't have any uh, food. So therefore when he goes to the house, they will have to also feed him. They might as well. Amaravuna Tana. We have a Tanaic statement. Bet Shamayz Mahmidi says, even the Aniim cannot eat Demayu, Bet Elel Omrim, Ma'achirim et Aniim Demayu. So therefore the author of Abishtah must be, Bet Elel, that says, since the Aniim can eat Demayu, and a person can make himself an Ani, it is permissible. Ma'asir Rishon, Shinnitela Terumato. Ma'asir Rishon, that the Levi gave his Terumat Ma'asir. So the Gemara says, Pshita. Isn't that obvious? It's, 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 it's tied uh, food. Lord Sirich HaShik Bishibulin, the Torah where the Levi went on his own into the field and he took the wheat when they were still in stalks. Mm. Now the Hidush over here is, as we're going to learn the Gemara, the Hiyuf of Tirumah does not hit until they're cut and they're put into piles. Okay, that's called Idgan. That they're then it's called grain. The hayuv of tiruma is not until it's called dagan. When is a wheat called dagan? When it's cut and put into piles. So the Levi over here was a wise guy. He went in the field and he went and took his 10% before there was a hayuv of tiruma. Now what is he gaining? He's gaining that he gets 10% on an extra 2% of, uh, of goods. Which means, normally you give the Turumah first, right? Then 10% of what's remaining, you give to the Levi. He wanted to get his goods pre-Turumah. So he went when it was still in the Shibbolim. So, And then he went and gave Turumah Ma'asir. He gave an additional Ma'asir, Ma'asir to the Levi. To the Kohen, I'm sorry. But he didn't take 2%, which is called Turumah Gedolah. Abhu, like Abhu taught, Amar Eshtakish, Amar Abhu Amar Eshtakish, Maaseh Rishon, Shigdimo B'Shibbunin, if you go take the Maaseh Rishon when they're still in the stalks, Patur Mitrumah Gedolah, they're Patur from Turumah and that's the Hadush of the Mishnah, that even though he gave his Turumah Maaseh, and he didn't give Turumah Gedolah, it's still considered... Kasher, you can use it for Hayyuv. Why? Because at the time that he took it, there was no Hayyuv. How do you know? That's Shneemar. Varemotem mimenu tirumat Hashem ma'aser mina ma'aser. The Torah says that the Levi has to give ma'aser mina ma'aser. So Rabbi who makes a derashan, he says, ma'aser mina ma'aser amarti lecha. Ve'lo tirumat gedola utrumat ma'aser mina ma'aser. The Torah is saying the Levi only has to give one item. Meaning he only has to give ma'asim and ma'asim, but he doesn't have to give tirumah plus. So therefore you see there's a case where the Levi is exempt from tirumah. So the papa comes along and tells Abayeh, if that's the case, so maybe I'll tell you, even if he came after the pile was made, 
All the Torah is telling the Levi has to give Maaser and Maaser and is exempt from Tirma. So why are you only saying when it's in stalks? Maybe even when it's in a pile. So Amar Le Alecha Amar Kinaher. For you, the pasuk says, "Mikol Maaserotechem Tarimu Et Kol Tirumat Hashem." On you, the pasuk says that you have to give all the Tirumot. You have to give Maaserumat Maaser and Tiruma Gedola. So now we have a, a two pesukim. One pesuk says you only have to give tirumat ma'aser, and one pesuk has to give both. Who told you to decide that when it's in stalks, you patur, and when it's in piles, you hayav? Maybe I'll tell you the opposite. Which is, how do you know to decide when the hayuv of tirumat is? So he answered, Uma. He says, Umara ita. Meaning, what did you see to define one pasuk in Shivodim that you patur, and one pasuk in Kri that you are Hayav? He answered him, Ha Lo Idgan. Meaning, the Torah's obligation for Tiruma is only when it is Dagan, grain. When is wheat considered grain? Not when it's still in stalks. It's not called Dagan until it is in piles. Therefore, it makes sense. When it's in piles, then you have to give tiruma and ma'asim and ma'asim. But since the Levi over here took it before it's called Dagan, he took it in the Shibbolim, so there's no tiruma gedola, and that's the Hadush of the Mishnah, that such uh, the Shibbolim will be kasher for Eruv. Comes the Gemara and continues. Umasir sheni vehegdesh shenivdu. So we said, you have Ma'asir Shani. Let me view the case for you. Let me be clearer for you. You have Ma'asir Shani. It's Kodesh. You took the Kiddushah off the Ma'asir Shani. You put it on a coin. I'm using the food now for the Eruv. Well, it's obvious. I made the uh, Pidyon. There's no Kiddushah. Why can't I use it? So the Gebra says, Pshita. Lot Sericha Shenatanet Akeren Velo Natanet Achomesh. Halachah says, when you redeem... They put a 20% tax on you. It's Kirin Vahomish, which means you can't just redeem fair value. It's the value plus Homish. And what did the guy do? He redeemed the Kirin, the principal, without adding the Homish. The Kamash Malan, the Ena Homish Me'akiv. The Hadush is that the fact that even though you left out the Homish, it doesn't ruin the transfer. You might have thought since you left out the Homish, no deal. Kamash Malan. That even though it was nifdeh without homish, it's considered paduy. Therefore, you could use the food of the maaser sheni now for eruv. Comes the Gemara continues. Aval lo betevel. They told me you can't use maaser. I'm sorry, you cannot use tevel, which is fruit that definitely was not given to the moton maaserot. For the Eruv. Kibra says Peshita. Well, that's, that's obvious. It's a Sudeoraita. Kibra says, Lot Serika Betevil Tavul Bidrabanan. We're talking about where it's not Isudeoraita. Minatora, this fruit over here is good. It's only Asum Bidrabanan. What's the case of Tebel Bidrabanan? Ugon Shezaro Be'asis She'eno Nakub. 
you planted it in a flower pot that did not have a hole on the bottom. Which means, when is something Hayav Menat Torah, Terumot and Maso, when it receives its nutrients from the ground? However, in this case, where you planted it in Atzit Sheno Nakuv, the Hayuv of Terumot and Maso is only Midrabanan. Therefore, if you don't do it, it's only Isur Midrabanan. So you might have thought that such table you can use for the Eruv. Kamashwan the Mishnah. Tevel Asur, even if it's only Isur, Medrabanan. Comes the Gemara and continues. Velo b'ma'aser rishon, shelon itlaterumato. Furthermore, if the Levi did not give his ma'aser, mena ma'aser, that food cannot be used as Eruv. Uh, Gemara says, Peshit, uh, that's obvious, it's, it's, not, it's not edible, you didn't give his ma'aser, mena ma'aser. So Yahweh says, Lot Sericha Shekdimo Bikri. The case is talking about where you went, the Levi went when it was piled already. Not in stalks, in piled. And he took the Maaser. And he gave the Kohen Maaser Mena Maaser. But he didn't give the Kohen Tirumat Gedola. Should be Pashut, right? You might have thought like the Havamin of Rapapa that said Tavaya that what? That Maraita. Maybe the Hayuv of Tiruma is not on the Kri. Which is, didn't we have a question? Who told you to say that the Hayuv is there? And therefore, I might have thought that even though he took it from the Kri and didn't give Tiruma Gedola, it's considered Hayuv. Kamashwan Kedeshanile. Kamash like the answer. What is the answer? Ha idgan, halo idgan. He said no. When it's the creed, there's a hayuv of tirumah. Therefore, since the Levi did not give the tirumah gedola to the kohen, therefore it is not good for eruv. Comes the Gemara and continues. Velo b'maasir shebegdesh lo nifdu, and not on maasir sheni or hegdesh that you did not. Uh, redeem. That's obvious. If you didn't redeem it, it's kodesh. How could you use it for? Uh, for Pshita. But the pigeon of the Maaser, you redeemed it on a slug. What's the problem if you redeem it on a slug? Exactly. The only money that can be used for redemption is money that has a picture on it. The Pasuk says, It has to be kesef, it has a tzura. A slug doesn't have a tzura. Therefore, the pigeon is invalid. That's the Hadush of the Mishnah. You did redeem it, but you didn't redeem it correctly. Higdesh, consecrated property. Shehlelo al karka. You transferred the Kiddushah to land. That's not good. You have to make Kegdesh only on redemption on Kesef. That was what learns it's really from a cloud, plot cloud. Because what should be the difference? Karka is Shaveh Kesef. Shaveh Kesef Kesef. So Tosfot gives the Derasha, which is really a cloud plot cloud to teach us you can only make Kegdesh on Kesef. And the Adush he did it on Karka. Therefore the Kegdesh is not considered and you can't use it for an Eruv. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Hasholeyah Erubo Biyad Heresh Shoteh Vekatan. 
Now we're discussing a new deen. How do you get the Eruv to the spot? Before Shabbat, you have to get it there. You don't have to bring it yourself. You can get an agent and give him the Eruv or let him set it up for you. So the Mishnah says, if you send your Eruv with a Harish, Harish is somebody that is deaf, Shoteh, somebody that doesn't have the intellectual capacities, deranged. The Katan is a minor. Or you send it with somebody that does not believe in Eruv. Meaning a Kuti. The Kutim, they didn't believe in the rabbinical ordinances. Therefore, they didn't hold the whole concept. Mm-hmm. It's not considered in Eruv. And the Gemara will explain. But if he told somebody else to receive it from one of these people, which means you're giving it to the Katan, but you tell somebody else, get it from the Katan, and you go put it there, that'll be okay. And the Gemara is going to explain it. Gemara says, A Katan, a minor, is not good to set up the Eruv. The Amaravuna, Katan, meaning regarding of Eruv Hasirot. Eruv Hasirot, in order to make everybody one, you have to, everybody has to donate a piece of bread, and they take all the pieces of bread, they put it in one of the residents, and it's considered that they're all considered one. one, therefore they can carry it to the Hatsir. So the Halakha says you can let a minor go around, collect all the bread from the different residents, and they'll put it in one of the houses. So just like you can make Eruv Hasirot, why can't you trust them to make the Eruv Tahomin? So the Gemara says, is a difference. There's a difference. What's the difference? Rashi. Rashi says, All you need is what? To join them together, collectively, with the pieces of bread. Meaning you don't need the Katan to have any Da'at over here. All he's doing is collecting it, and he's... Putting it to one of the houses, it's, it's a mitziut. Once breads of all the residents are in one spot, it's already good. When you're making a roof tehomin, you have to konesh shivita. Already you need da'at, which means when he puts the tehom down, he has to know, I'm konesh shivita over here as a residency for the God. A katan is not capable. We don't trust the katan that he's, it's not enough just to put the bread down. On the designated spot. Mm. And it has to be put down with a certain kabana. Mm. This is for so and so to be konesh on this spot so we can carry. So therefore, there's a difference. All you need is bottom line mitziut. Or all the bread in one place. He collected it. That's fine. Comes the Gemaran says, O biyad man, kutim again. That came into Eretz Israel, the king of Ashur brought them in, and uh, they lived in Shomron, they're also called Shomronim, and they did not uh, believe. Some say uh, they converted, they all converted, everyone says they converted, but the question is, was their conversion uh, the Shem Shavayim or not? One opinion the Gemara says they were called Gere Arayot, that they only converted because of the fear of the lions. God sent lions to attack them. And therefore they converted. So the conversion really wasn't L'Shem uh, Shamaim, and they caused problems for Am Yisrael throughout the generations. And one thing is they didn't believe in Hazal. Mm-hmm. And therefore you can't send Jairuf with a Kuti. Mm-hmm. But if you send somebody to pick it up from the Katan, for example, 
it is considered okay. Mm-hmm. Who says the katan is going to get it to that guy? Which is you're telling the katan, go bring it to that guy, don't bring it there. How could you trust the katan that he's going to execute even that? Mm-hmm. So comes the Gemaran says, just like that Hazda said in a different case, you have to be watching him, which means you can give it to the Kadam, but you got to be watching him. So to over here, we're going to say that the case is turning where the Gadol gave it to the Kadam, but he's watching him until he gives it to the other fellow. How do you know that the guy you appointed to take it is going to take it? Maybe he won't take it. Yeah. So the Gemara says, no, like Rabbi Hayel said somewhere else, we have a principle. If you designate somebody to execute something for you, Hazaka, a Shaliyah does what he's told to do. If he gave you his word that he's going to take the Aruv, you don't have to suspect that he's not. Here also, we have a, a status that what? Now the Gemara asks, Where were these two statements of Rav Hazda and Rav Hiel made? Rav Hazda is the one that said what? Omed Veroehu. And Rav Hiel was the one that said, Where were these two statements made? So the Gemara says, Aha, on this, Itmar, it was said over here, on this statement, the Tanya, Let's say you gave the Eruv to an elephant. The Holicho Lekof. And he gave it to a monkey. The Holicho. And he brought it there. And the Eruv. Give it to the animals to execute. It's not considered an Eruv. Now, that she says, Pa'amim Shehim Melumadim. Which means sometimes you can train uh, uh, an elephant to do a uh, thing. You give it to the elephant, give it to the, uh, give it to the monkey, go put it there, it doesn't work. But if you gave it to the elephant, in order to give it to a guy, says, So the Gebra says, The Gebra says, Who said the guy's going to pick it up from the elephant or the monkey? So that has that said by the elephant case, you're watching the elephant deliver it. So the same thing will say by the katan, he's watching the katan. Who said the guy's gonna accept it from the elephant? Whoever has a executes his shrihood. Baruch Amen